solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And this is Potter Watch. The play. Again. This is Potter Watch, a new special, um, a special edition of The Cursed Child, where we decided that we're going to read it together live on pod. Um, you're going to get to see our, our training. Just call us Jim Dale. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer Jim. Feel free to call me Jim. I'm Mr. Dale, if you're nasty. <laughs> um and then I think we said that if we really feel like we have to pause like there's no way we can continue without pausing then we will like just do a pause but most of mostly we're gonna try and like read through whatever scene we're on and then we're gonna discuss it afterwards that's a good idea yeah um so we're starting with act three Scene one, Hogwarts, headmistress's office. Should I read the stage notes? Yeah, sure. I Or I, yeah, we can go back and forth. I think for this scene, I'll read the stage notes. For next scene, you can read the stage notes. Great. Um, Scorpius enters the office of Dolores Umbridge. He is dressed in darker, blacker robes. He has a pensive look on his face. He remains coiled, and alert. I'm playing Dolores Umbridge. And I'll be playing Scorpius. Scorpius Malfoy. Everyone's shocked. <laughs> Not in the script, just getting into character. Scorpius, thank you so much for coming to see me. Headmistress? Scorpius, I've thought for a long time that you have head boy potential, as you know. Pure-blooded, a natural leader, wonderfully athletic athletic. No need to be modest, Scorpius. I've seen you on the Quidditch pitch. There's rarely a snitch you don't catch. You are a highly valued student, valued by the faculty, valued especially by me. I'm positively glowed about you in dispatches to the augury. Augury? Augury. Augury? Yeah. All work together Flushing out the more uh, dilettante students has made the school a safer, pure place. Has it? There is the sound of a scream from far, from, from off. Scorpius turns towards it, but he dismisses the thought. He must and he will control himself. But in the three days since I found you in the lake on Voldemort today, you've become odder and odder. In particular, this obsession with Harry Potter. I don't. Questioning everyone you can about the Battle of Hogwarts, how Potter died, why Potter died, and this ludicrous fascination with Cedric Diggory. Scorpius, we've checked you for hexes and curses, and there were none we can see. So I'm asking if there's anything I can do to restore to you what you were. 
no, no, consider me restored. Temporary uh, aberration, that's all. So we can continue our work together? We can. She puts her hand to her heart and touches her wrists together. For Voldemort and Valor. For, um, yes. Um, excuse me, Dolores Umbre. <laughs> I'm really fascinated in whatever happened in the Malfoy gene pool in this new timeline to suddenly make Scorpius good at athletics. Well, I kind of feel like nothing that he just has confidence. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably what it is too. That like, he probably just didn't even try Quidditch because he's been like putting his head down. Right. Um, I think it's odd that now like Death Eaters and stuff just feel comfortable saying Voldemort out loud. Yeah, that is interesting. Dark Lord and... Yeah. Yeah, because that's like a, what do you call it? Like a cult tactic, tactic our friend Tom was using, right? Like, you can't say my name, like I'm something greater. I am a godlike figure. Therefore, I need to be referred to as literally the Dark Lord, you know? Right. And I don't, I mean, I guess, I get that they're making a parallel between Scorpius and Draco here, but like, I find it hard to believe that any version, if Scorpius is still like the same, if he's still Scorpius, like how he'd be even able to do this. Like, is his mom still Astoria? Like, I think so, but Astoria is also pure-blooded. Um, and we know that Draco is under, um, is like a double agent. So I do, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I don't we, think so. Don't I we find that out later? Something, I don't, I, th I, I think maybe, I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember. Either way, his heart's not it. I know that Draco's not like an active Death Eater, I don't think, in this universe like I think Scorpius like confronts him later and his dad is like I don't want any of this like this is not what I wanted you know or something there's like a mushy scene between them I think later in this Voldemort wins universe I don't know the details we'll find out uh, soon I'm I suppose but um so I think maybe this version of Scorpius is probably like playing a bit of a game as well but he could just be an asshole because he's been raised like that I mean yeah. uh I read an alternate universe version of Harry that broke my heart destroyed me um where like James and Lily survive and he's a little dick and like he grows up like with all of this like you know privilege, privilege and prestige and he like when he defeats Voldemort as a baby, it like takes, like that's what happened. That's like the, what they changed. So like, he's like famous from like a really young age. And then like James and Lily don't stay together. So like he has like, and he has a little, but he has a little sister, but he never talks to her. Like he's an adult. Like he goes back in time. It's sort of like this, like he goes back in time and 
um, because basically Hermione asks him to. And um, that's devastating. Yeah. And when he gets there, he finds out that he's like a terrible person and that he, because he grew up this way, even though it's better than for the rest of the world and everybody he loves is alive now because then the war doesn't happen he's like the worst person in all of their eyes because he's just like an asshole and he has to grapple with that and deal with that but yeah it's a amazing fic it's called the devil's white knight and um, what a great name yeah well yeah um because like of course draco has gone so the draco has gone back too so uh hermione and draco are unspeakables and they've basically done the go back in time to kill Hitler as a baby that's basically what Hermione and Draco have done and so Draco regrows up as himself for the years and he's like basically make sure like Harry lives like he doesn't be he's an a dick but he doesn't live and they end up like hooking up end up whatever whatever Draco but um so then Harry gets back to that time and Draco like helps him figure out the whole thing and Harry tries to fix his relationships and his life and it's like a very good fic but it's very sad all of this to say that um I guess maybe this alternate Scorpius having been raised like with all of the privilege of being like a Malfoy um might turn out to be a dick like that version of Harry did but I don't know I'm still not convinced I think sometimes when people are pure and lovely at heart they're just gonna be pure and lovely at heart sometimes no matter their nurture or despite their nurture I guess I should say so I think the next scene it's mostly Polly and Scorpius do you want to stay like constant as Scorpius uh Sure. Um, I'll also be Carl Jenkins. All right. So I'll be Jan Fredericks and Polly Chapman. Um, Act three, scene two, Hogwarts grounds. Hey, Scorpion King. Scorpius is is high-fived. It's painful. He takes it. (laughs) I'm sorry. The high-five was painful. He takes it. Good Lord, Scorp. Jan Fredericks. We're still on, right? Tomorrow night? Because we are ready to spill some proper mudblood guts. Polly Chapman. Scorpius! Polly Chapman is standing on the stairs. Scorpius turns toward her, surprised to hear her say his name. Polly Chapman? Uh, Shall we cut to it? I know everyone's waiting for to know who you're going to ask because, you know, you need to ask someone. And I've been asked by three people already. And I'm not alone in refusing them all in case, you know, you were to ask me. Right. Which would be great if you were interested, which rumor is uh, you are. And I just want to make it clear at this moment that I'm also interested. And it isn't a rumor. That's a... F-A-C-T, fact. That's, um, great, but what are we talking about? The blood ball, of course, who you, uh, the Scorpius King, are taking to the blood ball. You, 
Polly Chapman want to take want me to take you to a ball? There is a sound of screaming behind him. What is that screaming? Mudbloods, of course, in the dungeons. Your idea, wasn't it? What's going on with you? Oh, Potter, I've got a blood on my shoes again. She bends and carefully cleans the blood off her shoes. Like the augury insists, the future is ours to make. So here I am making a future with you for Voldemort and Vala. For Voldemort it is. Polly walks on. Scorpius looks agonized after her. What is this world? And what is he within it? It reminds me actually of um, a television show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a Marvel show. And in one of the seasons, they go into a, um, like, um, a simulated world. And so they're all in these, like, avatars of themselves. And in this world, like, everything is opposite. So, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is... um, like bad and then like the hydra yeah hydra is like shield and like so everything's like opposite and like one of the main characters who's like the sweetest like scientist boy um he's not a boy he's a man but um he's just like (laughs) super earnest and like just loves doing science and like working for shield is like the head basically of hydra and is like responsible for like murdering like hundreds of people and like they like are living that like some of them go in and then he's just like kind of like I guess a character in the universe but then like his real self knows like what he did there and like he doesn't ever like fully recover from it when they like return back to like their normal world it's like really fucked up that's really sad and that's what it kind of this is what this is what it kind of reminds me yeah that's I mean maybe the person who wrote that fic I was talking about um uh was inspired by that episode because yeah I mean it's very similar like Harry like never fully recovers from knowing what he's like who he was in that version uh and and neither will Scorpius I frankly think this section is a little bit overdone (laughs) like I can get behind the for Voldemort and Valor nonsense the torturing some of the just some of it is a little too much for me also like the blood ball, like guys, come on, Same so extra. Like, it's so over. Like, it's so fan fiction that it's like, uncomfortable. Also, it's been over twenty years now since the Battle of Hogwarts, and we're still like torturing mudbloods. Like, yeah, like how, where do where are we getting all of them from? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. All right, let's, moving right along. Act three, scene three. Ministry of Magic, Office of the Third Head of Magical Law Enforcement. Um, Draco is impressive in a way we haven't seen. He has the smell of power about him. Flying down either side of the room are augury flags with the bird embezzled in a fantastic manner. You are late. This is your office. You are late and unapologetic. Maybe you are determined to compound the problem. You're head of magical law enforcement? How dare you? How dare you embarrass me and keep me waiting and then not apologize for it? Sorry. 
Sir. Sorry, sir. I did not bring you up to be sloppy, Scorpius. I did not bring you up to humiliate me at Hogwarts. Humiliate you, sir? Harry Potter? Asking questions about Harry Potter? Of all the embarrassing things, how dare you disgrace the Malfoy name? Oh, no. Are you responsible? No. No, you can't be. Scorpius? The Daily Prophet today. Three wizards blowing up bridges to see how many muggles they could kill with one blast. Is that you? Be careful. Be very careful. The mudblood death camps? The torture? The burning alive of that those of those that oppose him? How much of that is you? Mum always told me that you were a better man than I could see. But this is what you really are, isn't it? A murderer, a torturer, a... Draco rises up and pulls Scorpius hard onto the table. The violence is surprising and deadly. Oh boy, I really have, I misunderstood, like, <laughs> misremembered this scene clearly. But also, like, is it deadly? Does Scorpius die now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do not use her name in vain, Scorpius. Do not score that points that way. She deserves better than that. Scorpius says nothing, horrified and scared. Draco reads this. He lets go of Scorpius's head. He doesn't like hurting his son. Well, thank God. I think you're right. I think it's about to flip. And no, those idiots blasting muggles. That's not my doing, though. It would, it'll be me that Augury has asked to bribe the muggle prime minister with gold. Did your mother really say that of me? She said that grandfather didn't like her very much. Opposed the match. Thought she was too good, too muggle-loving, too weak, but that you defied him for her. She said it was the bravest thing she'd ever seen. She made being brave very easy, your mother. But that was another you. He looks at his dad, who looks back with a frown. I've done bad things. You've done worse. What have we become, dad? We haven't become anything. We simply are as we are. The Malfoys, the family you can always rely on to make the world a murkier place. This hits home with Draco. He looks carefully at Scorpius. This business at the school, what's inspired it? I don't want to be who I am. And what's brought that on? Scorpius desperately thinks for a way of describing his story. I've seen myself in a different way. You know what I love most about your mother? She could always help me find light in the darkness. She made the world, my world anyway, less. What would the word you used? Murky? Did she? Draco studies his son. There's more of her in there than I thought. He looks at Scorpius carefully. Whatever you're doing, do it safely. I can't lose you too. Yes, sir. Draco looks at his son one last time, trying to understand his head. For Voldemort and Valor, Scorpius looks at him and back out of the room. For Voldemort and Valor. Again, anytime <laughs> we're writing a Malfoy scene, it's actually decent. Um, yeah, that was, that was good. I actually think this is 
very Draco. Um, <laughs> especially the, um, um, we are, we're just, we are who we are. Yeah. Like not kind of thinking about it. It's like, oh yeah, we haven't become like, anything. We simply are as we are. Like that's, that's a very, like, I feel like Draco mentality to try and like justify everything in, in his head and rationalize things I think yeah like even his and Dumbledore scene where it's like there is no other option like this right what I have to do like this is what we have to do Scorpius like there is no other way right um I like this scene um it makes me sad (laughs) I don't know what else to say no, I think, um, yeah, I think it works. Um, I think it. I think it really works for this play, um, in the story we're trying to tell about like fathers and sons, and like I think it does a better job of displaying that thing that happens when you get older, when you like see your parent as more than just your parent. You know, when you right. see them as like a full human person that has like flaws and layers and just as many like emotions and and life influences as you do right. um, and like being challenged by like life <laughs> right exactly um and I think this does a really good job of it like I think even though Draco is like clearly not a great person in this universe I think it helps like even seeing this side of him in this universe it's obviously gonna help him understand his dad in his own universe yeah, and I mean, I especially don't think this version of Draco would be even this open to be talking about, like, a story like this. But again, it's, like, fine that, like, we're breaking, like, character for these moments. Like, we're getting good stuff here, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this uh, Draco would, because it doesn't seem that that old other Draco is even capable of talking about a story like that to, um it's a Scorpius right um I I enjoy it and I hope that eventually with some therapy that he could because I think it's important for Scorpius to hear you know yeah there's just no other way for us to get this information and have Draco be like realistic so it's like fine it's what we've got it is what it is (laughs) are as we are Okay. is as it is okay <laughs> all right are you are you sure you don't want to switch to be Scorpius are you I mean I can I just didn't know if you wanted to um just because I mean he's in every scene so it kind of works that it, that stays consistent but I can play Scorpius if you want to try your hand at some other uh, uh... <laughs> no it's, it's okay I'll keep on with Scorpius. I haven't found his voice yet anyway. We have to, we have to find his his little nerdy voice. It's because he's so sad. I need a scene where he's like, Eureka! Uh, Do you want to be Snape in the next scene? Oh, sure. Okay, well, this one... I'll be Severus. (laughs) Um, Well, do you want me to do Scorpius or Craig Balker Jr.? I'll do Craig. Okay. Okay. Act three, scene four, Hogwarts Library. 
Scorpius enters the library and starts, des and starts desperately to look through books. He finds a history book. How did Cedric become a Death Eater? What have I missed? Find me something, light in the darkness. Tell me your secrets. What have I missed? Why are you here? Scorpius turns to look at a rather desperate looking Craig, his clothes tattered and worn. Why can't I be here? It's not ready yet. I'm working as fast as I can, but Professor Snape said so much of it and writing the essay in two different ways. I mean, I'm not complaining, sorry. Start again, from the beginning. What's not ready? Your potion homework, and I'm happy to do it, grateful even. And I know you hate homework and books and I never let you down, you know that. I, I hate homework? You are the Scorpion King. Of course you hate homework. What are you doing with a history of magic? I could do that assignment too. Pause. Scorpius looks at Craig a moment and then walks away. Craig exits. After a moment, Scorpius returns with a frown. Did he say Snape? <laughs> I love that Scorpius is full on having an aside with the audience. He's like, Bitch, what? Did you <laughs> Snape's <know>? alive? <laughs> um, not much to say there. Not much to say. Let's just more of the same. Let's get to Act Three, Scene Five, Hogwarts Potions Classroom. Scorpius runs into the potions classroom, slamming back the door. Severus Snape looks up at him. Did no one teach you to knock? boy. <laughs> Scorpius looks up at Snape, slightly breathless, slightly unsure, slightly ex exultant. Severus Snape? Th this is an honor! Adorable! <laughs> Professor Snape will do fine. You may behave like a king at this school, Malfoy, but that doesn't make us all your subjects. But you are the answer. How very pleasant for me. Uh, if you've got something to say, boy, then please say it. If not, close the door and on your way, close the door on your way out. I need your help. I exist to serve. I just don't know what help I uh, need. Are you still undercover now? Are you still secretly working for Dumbledore? Dumbledore? Dumbledore's dead. And my work for him was public. I taught in his school. No, that's not all you did. You watched the Death Eaters for him. You advised him. Everyone thought you'd murdered him. But it turned out you'd been supporting him. You saved the world. These are very dangerous allegations, boy, and I don't think the Malfoy name will prevent me from inflicting punishment. What if I was to tell you that there was another world, another world in which Voldemort was defeated at the Battle of Hogwarts, in which Harry Potter and Dumbledore's army won? How would you feel then? I'd say that the rumors of Hogwarts' beloved Scorpion King losing his mind are well-founded. There was a stolen time turner, 
I stole the time turner with Albus. He tried to bring Cedric Diggory back from the dead when he was dead. We tried to stop him winning the Triwizard Tournament, but by doing so, we turned him into an almost different person entirely. Harry Potter won the Triwizard Tournament. He wasn't supposed to do it alone. Cedric was supposed to win it with him, but we humiliated him out of the tournament. And as a result of the humiliation, he became a Death Eater. I can't work out what he did in the Battle of Hogwarts, whether he killed someone or, but he did something that it changed everything. Cedric Diggory killed only one wizard and not a significant one, Neville Longbottom. Oh my word, I forgot about that. I remembered that Cedric was a Death Eater, but I had no idea that he killed Neville. I blocked it out of my memory. Help. Also, are we just supposed to assume that Scorpius has already like figured all of this prior knowledge out about Cedric? Well, well, last chapter, he he he's been reading. Okay. I, I, I believe he's been reading, but but they've I guess kept under lock and key that he killed Neville. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, of course that's it. Professor Longbottom was supposed to kill Nagini, Voldemort's snake. Nagini had to die before Voldemort could die. That's it, you've solved it. We destroyed Cedric, he killed Neville, Voldemort won the battle. Can you see? Can you see it? Can you believe? (laughs) I can see this is a Malfoy game. Get out before I alert your father and plunge you into deep trouble. Scorpius thinks and then plays his final desperate card. You loved his mother. I don't remember everything. I know you loved his mother, Harry's mother, Lily. I know you spent years undercover. I know without you, the war could never have been won. How would I know this if I hadn't seen the other world? Snape says nothing, overwhelmed. Only Dumbledore knew, am I right? And when you lost him, you must have felt so alone. I know you're a good man. Harry Potter told his son you're a great man. Snape looks at Scorpius, unsure what's going on. Is this a trick? He's quite seriously at a loss. Harry Potter is dead. Not in my world. He said you were the bravest man he'd ever met. He knew, you see, he knew your secret, what you did for Dumbledore. He admired you for it greatly. And that's why he named his son, my best friend, after you both, Albus Severus Potter. Snape is stopped. He is deeply moved. Please, uh, for the- (laughs) Sorry, he is deeply moved, help. Please. For Lily? Uh, for the world? Help me? Snape thinks and then walks up to Scorpius, taking out his wand as he does. Scorpius steps back, scared. Snape fires his wand at the door. Polyportus. An invisible lock slams into place. Snape opens a hatch at the back of the classroom. Well, come on then. Uh, just a question. But where exactly are we going? We've had to move many times. Everywhere we've settled, they've destroyed. This will take us to a room hidden in the roots of the Whomping Willow. Okay, uh, who's we? Oh, you'll see. 
Who could it be? Bum, Um, wow. A lot of information here. Um, I think the Cedric, okay, I will say reading it this way has made me a lot less angry. Yeah. I find it. What'd you say? I'm really into it. It's fun. Um, and so while normally if I was reading this in my head and taking my notes, I would have had a full book of things to say about Cedric Diggory being a Death Eater. Right now, I'm like, well, he got humiliated. Like, I do think we need to dedicate some time to it because it's so freaking stupid. Like, <laughs> Cedric is one of the most down to earth people that we meet. And he Cedric Diggory. When they, when Hufflepuff for like the first time in years beat Gryffindor or whatever, when Harry uh, got th- uh, sucked in by a Dementor, Cedric wanted to make the game not count because he said it, it wasn't fair. This man, this is the man that killed Neville Longbottom. The only thing I like is that Neville died and that had a huge impact. Yeah, I do like that that's the like train of things that happened. I think that's really cool. I just don't understand why Cedric needed to be the one to do it. He didn't. Also, is Cedric still even alive now? I don't think so. No, they said he died. Did they? Oh, did they? I, I don't think they say either way. Out of the tournament, and as a result of that humiliation, he became a Death Eater. I can't work out what he did in the Battle of Hogwarts, whether he killed someone, but he did something and it changed everything. Okay, never mind. Very weird. So maybe he is alive. alive. Well, I hope he feels really bad about what he did to my boy Nev. Yeah. Said. Like, also, how do you go from... Like, I'm trying to figure out Death Eater killing one person. Like, what does Cedric look like in this universe where he's a Death Eater that only killed once? Because it was, like, very weird that Draco didn't kill anyone. Like, I feel like that was not typical. Also, like, that's only a jump of three years from fourth book, Cedric. Like, you could make an argument, like, today, 20 years later, he maybe killed someone in this universe right but that would be implying that he killed someone like a year after he or two years after he graduated hogwarts and like i don't buy it with Voldemort in that in-between time no no <laughs> because we know like yeah no also, Voldemort's not really taking on extra death eaters atm like he's got his core group and he's like you right so like but this has always bothered me he has like a pretty big army so like is does everybody get death eater status and then you can be like inner circle death eater and that's when you get invited to the Malfoy party see I think that um he had to be like outer circle like not very Again, I don't see how humiliation gets him there. So, like, what? He's humiliated in the Triwizard Tournament, and then he goes and knocks on Voldemort's door and is like, I really need to get back at Harry Potter for winning the Triwizard Tournament. Like, what is the 
A to B to C to D to F to Z of this situation. Yeah, I mean, I think the inner circle, it's like, you know, the disciples, the 12 disciples, there's only so many spots. And like, maybe when one dies, somebody gets brought up. But Cedric's definitely not leveling up that high. Right. Well, especially if he's only killing one person. No. And it just happens to be Neville, who is a pureblood, by the way. Right, and who is, like, very accomplished at this point and, like, wouldn't just die by some rando's hand. And at this point, I am counting Cedric as a rando. Right, because... Look, maybe if he was the Batman. (laughs) Stop. I can't get into all of these different versions of Robert Pattinson. It makes my head hurt. No, I believe Robert Pattinson could go Dark Cedric, for sure. <laughs> yes, if we're casting for Dark Cedric in this retelling of how Cedric Diggory became a Death Eater, I definitely think we need to just keep that casting um, exactly the same. His body of work speaks for itself. However. All right, well... Next scene, we've got a couple of parts. We got Hermione and Snape are the main ones, and then Scorpius and Ron. Okay. <laughs> you want to be Hermione or Snape? Um, I can continue Snape, and you can be Herm. Okay, and then I'll do uh, Ron. Yeah. Okay. I'll be Hermione. <laughs> Act three, scene six, campaign room. Scorpius is pinned to the table by a magnificent-looking Hermione. (laughs) What? Let me read this again, because I'm about to call the police. Is it a different Hermione? Like, they got a different actress. They're like, no, this is magnificent. Magnificent Hermione. Scorpius is pinned to the table by a magnificent-looking Hermione. Her clothes faded, her eyes blazing. (laughs) She is a full warrior now, and it rather suits her. This is my favorite part because it's like he copy and paste the character description of Fiona in Shrek 4. Oh, yeah. See her in her, like, warrior form. And you know what? I'm going to give it to you, buddy. (laughs) Jack... Fiona does look hot as warrior, um, as a warrior ogre. I does um, suit her. Notably, have had some issues with the stage notes, but now that we're reading it out loud, it has come to my attention that these are just Scorpius's inner thoughts, like the whole time. Because yeah. I also thought that Albus was the main character of our story. Until we get to this part of the play where I'm like, oh, well, Albus clearly isn't because he's not even in the whole play. Like the story- But that's how you would feel if it was reversed. Like, Scorpius can be the main character in the first part of the play because he's, we're not in Scorpius's point of view. Like, we're not at home okay. with him and Draco. So it's kind of just like we switch. Okay, fine. Who the protagonist is. I do think, however, Scorpius is more interesting as a protagonist. Certainly. Okay. So sorry. Sorry. It suits her. (laughs) 
You make one more move and your brain will be a frog and your arms will be rubber. Safe. He's safe. Beat. You know you never could listen. You were a terrible bore of a student and you're a terrible bore of whatever you are. They have been working together for 20 years. <laughs> and you're still speaking to her like that? I think right now it's supposed to be playful. Like, I think they have, like, a banter of their working relationship. Because I remember that I think Snape is too nice in this section. So they he might be about to, like, get, I don't know, familiar. <laughs> Okay, I think you're right. And I reject it all around. Yeah, I don't know if this is how he would behave, but I also don't think he's going to be as like gushy mushy as he's going to get later. So I just don't think Snape is written very well. Um, I, I think that Snape would be close to mute at this point. Like he would barely say anything. And if he had to say something, it would be like a direction. He's like, this is what we're doing. Like, right. Like, I feel like he would just be like he is at order meetings to everyone except for like Sirius and Lupin, just like very tactical and like just there putting his head down, getting the work done, right. you know? Um, I was an excellent student. You were moderate and to average. He's on our side. You're Scorpius. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I am Hermione. Hermione looks at Scorpius, still very distrustful. Most people know me as Granger, and I don't believe a word you say, Malfoy. It's all my fault. My fault and Albus's. Albus? Albus Dumbledore? What's Albus Dumbledore got to do with this? He doesn't mean Dumbledore. You may need to sit down. Ron runs in, his hair spiked, L-O-L. <laughs> his clothes scruffy. He is slightly less good at the rebel look than Hermione is. I love that in order for them to be rebels, they have to look like British punk rock. I, I really, truly cannot emphasize how much this is like I'm reading fan fiction from fanfic.net in 2014 like it's so specific like it's <sighs> okay <laughs> I wish it said he was wearing like a weird sister's like ratty old t-shirt yeah um Snape a royal visit and he see, should I read that out loud? Oh, sorry. He sees yes. Scorpius and is immediately alarmed. What's he doing here? He fumbles out his wand. I'm armed and entirely dangerous and seriously advise you. He realizes his wand is the wrong way around and turns it right. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Even Absolutely not. First book, Ron, is not this fumbling. This is a man that has survived 20. I can't emphasize the 20 years enough. Like, are we? How did he survive this long if he's this much of an idiot? I can't, guys. Come on. And seriously advise you 
to be careful. He's safe, Ron. Ron looks at Hermione, who nods. Thank Dumbledore for that. <laughs> no, I just like I can't even give in to the silliness. It's like when you're watching a bad movie and it's like, are you enjoying it for being bad or is it just bad? And it's I'm still in the middle. Bad. It's too middle. It's too middle ground. It's too middle ground. And this also it's too personal. Absurd. Huh? This is pretty absurd. This is absurd, but it can't be bad movie funny because it one, it means too much to us because it's Harry Potter. And it's not funny. And it's not funny. <laughs> All right. Moving right along because that was stupid. <laughs> Also, Act 3, Scene 7, came, campaign room, still. Like, okay. Um, Do you want me to be um, Hermione in this scene? Sure. Okay, wait. Let me look at who all is in here. Ron's voice is difficult. Oh, this is a long scene. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You want to take on Snape? Yeah, or um, Ron and Snape, and you want to do Hermione and Scorpius? Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Um, Act three, scene seven, campaign room. Hermione is still sitting, studying the time turner as Ron tries to digest it all. Oh, I'm Ron. Wait, I'm so I'm Ron and um, Snape? Yes. Okay. So you're telling me that the whole history rests on Neville Longbottom? This is pretty wild. Pause. First of all, your Ron is amazing. So, actually, all of your characters have been spot on. Coming, coming for my job. Um. Second of all, I'm trying to jump the shark here. Uh. Second of all, I have to say, Ron, I don't know if you could be judging Neville because you don't know how to hold your wand to the right side up. Oh boy. Um, anyway, sorry. It's true, Ron. Right. And you're sure because what he knows about Snape, about all of us, there's no way he could. Maybe he's a really good guesser. I'm not. Can you help? We're the only ones that can. Dumbledore's army has shrunk considerably since its peak. In fact, we're pretty much all that's left, but uh, we've kept fighting on. Hiding in plain sight, doing our best to uh, tickle their nose hairs. Granger here is a wanted woman. Uh, I'm a wanted man. Stop. <laughs> we should be filming this. <laughs> we are. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, well, I, do think, <laughs> I do think we should uh, put like a small section on our Instagram just to say like this is what we're doing now. I'm a wanted man. Snape says. Dryly. Less wanted. To be clear, in the in other words, in this other world, before you meddled. 
Voldemort is dead, killed in the Battle of Hogwarts. Harry is the head is head of magical law enforcement. You're the Minister of Magic. Hermione stops, surprised by this. She looks up with a smile. I'm the Minister of Magic. <laughs> Brilliant. What do I do? You run Weasley Wizard Wheezes. Okay, so <laughs> she's Minister for Magic and I run a joke shop. Scorpius look at, looks at Ron's hurt face. You're most focused on bringing up your kids. Great. I expect their mother is hot. Ron would never, no one in Harry Potter would say hot. First of all, wouldn't you say fit? I would say like ravishing. <laughs> I feel like that's just as awkward. Or like, I bet she's a looker or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, um, depends on what you think of. The thing is, you two sort of have kids together. A, a daughter and a son. The two look up, astonished. Married, in love, everything. You were shocked the other time, too, when you were defense against the dark arts teacher and Ron was married to Padma. You're constantly surprised by this. Hermione and Ron look both look at each other and then look away. And then Ron looks back. Ron clears his throat repeatedly <laughs> with less conviction each time. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, I was just doing Ron. <laughs> okay, take your time. Close your mouth when you're looking at me, Weasley. Ron does so, though he remains discombobulated. <clears throat> and Snape? What does Snape do in this other world? I'm dead, presumably. He looks at Scorpius, whose face drops. Snape smiles thinly. You were a little... Too surprised to see me? How? Uh, bravely. Who? Voldemort. How very irritating. <laughs> <laughs> there's a silence as Snape digests. Still, there's glory in being taken down by the Dark Lord himself, I suppose. I'm sorry, Severus. What glory has Snape been looking for? Ever. Snape is here for a bad time. <laughs> yes. Snape, here for a bad time. Like, that is the most brilliant thing you've ever said. <laughs> so true. He wants to wallow in misery and maybe help Harry Potter. Like literally kept his whole thing a secret because he didn't want any type of recognition. Correct. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. I'm sorry, Severus. Snape looks at her and then swallows the pain. Oh God. He indicates Ron with a flick of his head. Well, at least I'm not married to him. You're right. There is some Snemione happening and I don't like it. Yeah, they have like a thing. Like the like last section that we read, they had that dreary moment that was there just to appease the dreary shippers. And this is clearly here just to appease 
the Snomione sugar. This is the Jack Thorne thing. Also, this is such a um, Snomione plot. Like, of, like sn- I think, like, in the Snomione fam- fandom, like, Voldemort wins. Snape and Hermione become, um, like, heads of the resistance. It's a very, like, common plot. Um, it also reminds me of a Dramione I recently read, where... Hermione and Snape were um, not together, obviously, because Draco and Hermione end up together in that fic, but they were like, Snape ended up being like her potions mentor and because Voldemort had won the war. Gotcha. Anyway. Um, uh, Which spells did you use? Expelliarmus in the first task and in Gorgio in the second. Simple shield charm should set both of those right. And then you left? The time turner took us back, yes. That's the thing. This time turner, you only get five minutes in the past. And can you still only move in time, not space? Yes, yes. It's... uh, you travel back in the same spot you stand in. Interesting. Snape and Hermione both know what this means. Ron does it because Ron's fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just me and the boy. No offense, Snape, but I'm not trusting this to anyone. It's too important. Hermione, you're the most wanted rebel in the wizarding world. Doing this will require you to go outside. When was the last time you were outside? Not for a long time, but... If you're found outside, the Dementors will kiss you. They'll suck out your soul. Thanks for a a refresh on the definition of Dementors. Very subtle, Jack. Severus, I'm done with living off scraps, making failed attempts at coups. This is our chance to reset the world. She nods at Ron, who pulls down a map. The first task of the tournament took place at the edge of the Forbidden Forest. We turn time here, get to the tournament, block the spell, and then return safely. With precision, it can be done, and it would require us to show our faces outside in our time, and it wouldn't require us (laughs) to show our faces outside in our time at all. Then we'll return time, then we'll turn time again, make our way to the lake, and reverse the second task. You're risking everything. We get this right. Harry's alive, Voldemort's dead, and the augury is gone. For that, no risk is too great, though I am sorry what it will cost you. Sometimes costs are made to be born. Somebody, I cannot with this whole section it <laughs> you know I honestly didn't get the Snemini the first time I read this oh I 100% got it it's it, you know what it is it that really pushes it over it's when he says less wanted and they just keep having these little intimate moments even the fact that she calls him Severus is really too much right. for me The two look at each other. Snape nods. Hermione nods back. Snape's face crumbles slightly. 
I didn't just quote Dumbledore, did I? With a smile. No, I'm pretty sure that's pure Severus Snape. She turns to Scorpius. She indicates the time turner. Malfoy? Scorpius brings her the time turner. She smiles at it, excited to use a time turner again. Excited to use it for this. Let's hope this works. She takes the time turner. It begins to vibrate and then explodes into a storm of movement. And there is a giant whoosh of light, a smash of noise, and time stops. And then it turns over, thinks a bit, and begins spooling backwards, slow at first. There is a bang and a flash, and our gang disappear. Yeah, I hate Snape. I remember hate. I think the reason I didn't even think anything about it was because I was just so busy hating how they wrote Snape. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. (laughs) I do think that Snape is probably the hardest character to write. Oh, for sure. Especially like this, where it's like, I do like that he's like, I know I'm dead. Because I do feel like Snape was that self-aware. And I think that he also knew there was no other ending for him. So I think it's very hard to write a reality where Snape isn't dead. Because I think he's been living to die. Right. We Yeah, we talked about that a lot. Like, there is no... Snape is not a survivor. Like he, and in my opinion, he doesn't want to survive. Like, right, like he wants to atone yeah, to one specific person for one very specific sin. And then once he's completed that, he's like, I'm done, I'm dead. And like, I do think he's motivated to bring down Voldemort because he did kill Lily. Yes. But he doesn't have the same motivation as like Ron and Hermione also, he's just not working with, like, them. I think, I believe that he is working with them. Like, that's not what I don't believe. But just them? Like, well, I, well, I think it's weird that they're just a room, it's a room with the three of them, yes. I think there's more, I think it is just, like, the order. That's how I picture it. Like, he still works with the order. Like, I think he's working with whatever order members are left, you know, because especially if Harry does die, then he has to atone for failing <laughs> Lily. Yeah. So then, you know, so I do definitely think he's still working for the order. I just, I don't think this is how he's going about it. I don't think he's on first name pleasantries with Ron and Hermione. And I don't think he's like, Hermione, you're going to give it all up. You're really, it's going to be dangerous if you go. Like, he's like, okay, we got to go. Like, right. There's no, caring for like what happens to them because also not even like in a cat like I do think it's in a callous way but I also think again 20 years like if their goal is to get rid of Baltimore they're going with this plan they're not even talking about the risks of it like right on the run for so long yeah (laughs) and this is the biggest thing to happen to them for their movement in as many years so like Hermione fine like she's ready to jump on it she's you know like we have to do this I do think she would be like more interested in planning and making sure the plan was foolproof but you can't do that in a play so 
Fine. Also, this part of Hermione might be over that. <laughs> yeah. of Hermione might be done. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> do you want to do some Ludo? <laughs> oh, sure. I'll do the the other stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, Act Three, Scene Eight, Edge of the Forbidden Forest, nineteen ninety four. And we watch our scene from part one replayed, but at the back of the stage rather than the front. We pick out Albus and Scorpius in their Durmstrang robes. And through it all, we hear the brilliant, his words again, his words again, his words, Ludo Bagman. What? Like, his words again, his words. Like he's not actually. Oh, oh his words. Okay. Yeah. Stop trying to be clever in the stage now. It's so annoying. It's like so like <laughs> it's yeah. Scorpius Hermione. Also, what does that dig at? <laughs> okay, sorry. Scorpius Hermione Ron and Snape watch out anxiously. And Cedric Diggory has entered the stage and he seems ready. Scared, but ready. He dodges his way. He dodges that he dodges this way he dodges that the girls swoon as he dives for cover they cry as one don't damage our diggory mr dragon okay <laughs> and cedric skirts left and he dives right and he readies his wand snape this is taking too long the time turner is spinning what has this young, brave, handsome man got up his sleeve now? As Albus attempts to summon Cedric's wand, Hermione blocks his spell. He looks at his wand, disconsolate, disconsolate, whatever, unsure why it hasn't worked. And then the time turner spins and they look at it and panic as they're pulled into it. A dog. He's transfigured a stone into a dog. Dog Diggory, Cedric Diggory, you are a doggy dynamo. (laughs) What was that last bit? You are a doggy dynamo. Okay, but I just want to say you immediately found your voice for Ludo Bagman. I, what does Jack Thorne think the Ludo Bagman stuff was from the books? <laughs> you know what I have? Clearly not a blueprint. Clearly not a blueprint. I had a shower theory that I meant to tell you that part of me thinks that Jack Thorne has only seen the movies. Interesting. He's old, he's one of those fan fiction readers and writers that have only seen the movies and never read the books. And like, I guess someone told him who Ludo Bagman was because obviously he's not in the movies. And so he's like just making up all of the Ludo Bagman business, I guess. Oh but no. I so I'm just like sometimes I just feel like he has a surface level knowledge of Harry Potter, which to me is just knowing the movies which is fine if you just know the movies but like I would say that is definitely surface level but even if you hadn't seen 
even if you've read the books a million times, or you have, sorry, even if you haven't read a single book, Doggy Dynamo? No, no, that's unexcusable. I, I, I really, I really have questions. I have questions about how many people Doggy Dynamo went through. And it got signed off and published in this book that and play that I am reading. Also, Dog Diggity. Dog Diggity. Oh, I missed it. I said Dog Diggery. Oh. Yeah. Dog Diggity, Cedric Diggery, you are a doggy dynamo. That's an acting warm up. Dog Diggity, Cedric Diggery, doggy dynamo. <laughs> Wowie. Sally. Oh my god. Act three, scene nine. Edge of the Forbidden Forest. They are returned from time at the edge of the woods, and Ron is in a lot of pain. Snape looks around, immediately aware of the mess they're in. Ow! 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 Ron. Ron, what has it done to you? Oh no, I knew it. The Time Turner did something to Albus too, the first time we went back. Useful time to, ow, ow, tell us. We, we're above ground, we need to move, now. Ron, you can still walk, come on. Ron does stand up, shouting in pain. Snape raises his wand. Did it work? Sorry. Did it work? In this, I guess, I've decided Scorpius is American. Oh, the accents has, have been all over the place for us, and we like it that way. <laughs> of course, of course. We blocked the spell. Cedric kept his wand. Yes, it worked. But we came back in the wrong place. We are outside. You are outside. <sighs> Oi, we need to turn, use the time turner again. We get out of here. I added the oi. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Just say oi before every one of Ron's lines just to really get yourself into it. We need to find shelter. We're horribly exposed. Suddenly from around the auditorium, the feel of the breath of an icy wind. Some black ro robes arise around people, black robes that became black shapes, that became Dementors. Too late. This is a disaster. She realizes what she has to do. They're after me, not any of you. Ron, I love you and I always have, but the three of you need to go, need to run. Go, now. What? What? Can we talk about that love thing first? This is still Voldemort's world, and I am done with it. Reversing the next task will change everything. But they'll kiss you. They'll suck out your soul. And then you'll change the past. And then they won't. Go, now. The Dementors sense them. From all sides, screaming shapes descend. Go. We go. He pulls on Scorpius's arms. Scorpius reluctantly goes with him. Hermione looks at Ron. You're supposed to be going too. 
Well, they are after me a bit, and I really am in quite a lot of pain. And you know, I'd rather be here. Expecto! As he reaches up to cast the spell, Hermione stops his arm. Let's keep them here and give the boy the best chance we can. Ron looks at her and then nods sadly. A daughter. And a son. I liked that idea too. Oh, <laughs> he looks around. He knows his fate. I'm scared. Kiss me. Ron thinks and then does. And then the two are yanked apart and pinned to the ground. And we watch as a golden swish haze is pulled from their bodies. They have their souls sucked from them and it is terrifying. Scorpius watches helplessly. Okay, pause. I'm sorry. First of all, that was really sad and never in my life did I request to see Rod and Hermione dying in love. Yeah. Jack, how fucking dare you? Two, Jack, if you're gonna make us read like novel-like stage directions, your voice and input shouldn't be distracting. Now, listen to this beautiful thing that we've just read. And we watch as golden whitish haze is pulled from their bodies. Great, fine, lovely. Why do we need to add they have their souls sucked from them and it is terrifying? Like, it's yeah, it is terrifying. We got it's it. up to us to decide if it is terrifying. Correct. You could put they look terrified if you really have to, but I'm pretty sure the West End professional actors know that when their soul is getting sucked out by Dementors, that they need to act terrified. Let's go down to the water. Walk, don't run. Snape looks at Scorpius. Sorry, I just took a bite. <laughs> it's okay. Stay calm, Scorpius. They may be blind, but they can sense your fear. Scorpius looks at Snape. They, they just sucked out their souls. A Dementor swoops down low over them and settles in front of Scorpius. Think of something else, Scorpius. Occupy your thoughts. I feel cold. I can't see. There's a fog inside me, around me. You're a king and I am a professor. They'll only attack with good reason. Think about those you love. Think about why you're doing this. I can hear my mother. She wants me, my help. But she knows I can't help. Listen to me, Scorpius. Think about Albus. You're giving up your kingdom for Albus, right? How does he know that? He's barely talked about Albus. Everybody in their goddamn universe can see when Scorpius says the name Albus that his whole world lights up. True. Um, Scorpius is helpless, consumed by all the Dementor is making him feel. 
one person. All it takes is one person. I couldn't save Harry for Lily. So now I give my allegiance to the cause she believed in and it's possible. That along the way, I started believing in it myself. Scorpius smiles at Snape. He steps decisively away from the Dementor. The world changes and we change with it. I am better off in this world, but the world is not better. And I don't want that. Suddenly Dolores Umbridge emerges in front of them. Professor Snape? Professor Umbridge. Have you heard the news? We've caught that traitorous mudblood Hermione Granger. She was just out here. That's fantastic. Umbridge is staring at Snape. He looks back. With you, Granger, with you. With me, you're mistaken. With you and Scorpius Malfoy, a student I'm becoming increasingly concerned about. Well, <laughs> Dolores, we're late for class, so if you'll excuse us. If you're late for class, why are you not heading back to the school? Why are you heading to the lake? There's a moment of pure silence, and then Snape does something hugely useful. He smiles. How long have you suspected? Umbridge rises off the ground. She opens her arms wide, full of dark magic. She takes out her wand. Never been done. I don't know what that means, that she opened her arms wide. No, being risen by dark magic? No. What? Like, she's not Katie Bell with the necklace. I don't understand. Anyway. (laughs) Years. And I should have acted upon it far earlier. Snape is faster with his wand. To Puzzle! Umbridge is propelled backwards through the air. She was, she's always, she always was too grand for her own good. There's no turning back now. The sky turns even blacker still around them. Expecto Patronum. Snape sends forward a Patronus and it's a beautiful white shape of a doe. A doe, Lily's Patronus. Strange, isn't it? What comes from within? The mentors start to appear all around them. Snape knows what this means. You need to run. I will keep them at bay for as long as I can. Thank you for being my light in the darkness. Snape looks at him, every inch a hero. He softly smiles. I can't believe I'm about to read my least favorite line. (laughs) Come on, come on, come on! Do it, do it. (laughs) Tell Albus. Tell Albus, Severus. I'm proud he carries my name. Now go. Go. (laughs) The doe looks back at Scorpius and then starts to run. Scorpius thinks and then runs after the doe. And around him, the world gets scarier. A blood-curdling scream goes up at one side. He sees the lake and throws himself inside. Snape readies himself. Snape is pulled hard to the ground and then pushed high into the air as his soul is ripped from him. 
as the scream just seems to mul multiply. The doe turns to him with beautiful eyes and disappears. There is a bang and a flash and then silence. And then there's more silence. Thank you for the added silence. It's so still, it's so peaceful, it's so perfectly tranquil. And then Scorpius ascends to the surface, breathing deeply. He looks around himself, breathing deep, panicked breaths. He looks up at the sky. The sky certainly seems blurry, bluer than before. <laughs> bluer, blurrier, <laughs> bluer than before. And then Albus ascends after him. There's a silence. Scorpius just looks at Albus disbelievingly. Both boys breathe in and out. Whoa. Albus. Albus! That was close. Did you see the merman? The guy with the, the, the thing with the, whoa. It's you. It was weird though. I thought I saw Cedric start to expand, but then he sort of started shrinking again. And I, and I looked at you and you had your wand out. You have no idea how good it is to see you again. You just saw me two minutes ago. Scorpius hugs Albus in the water. A difficult task. Is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> A lot has happened since then. Careful, you're drowning me. What are you wearing? What am I wearing? He pulls off his clothes. What are you wearing? Yes, you're in Slytherin. Are they undressing each other in the water? I just... <laughs> They're observing each other's clothing. All right, all right. <laughs> Did it work? Did we do anything? No, and it's brilliant. Albus looks at him, disbelieving. What? We failed. Yes, yes, and it's amazing. He splashes hard in the water. Albus pulls himself out to the bank. Scorpius, have you been eating too many sweets again? There you go. You see all the dry humor in the Albus sea. I love it. Now I'm starting to get worried. Harry enters and sprints to the side of the water, followed quickly by Draco, Ginny, and Professor McGonagall. Albus, Albus, are you okay? Harry, it's Harry Potter, and Ginny, and Professor McGonagall, and Dad, my Dad, my Dad! Hello, Scorpius. You're all here. Oh boy, okay. I'm gonna start saying the characters' names before... Yeah. Just so that we can keep it clear. Um, do you want to be, oh, you have to be Professor McGonagall. I'll yeah, be, I'll be McGonagall, you be Jenny. Okay. And Myrtle told us everything. Albus, what is going on, Professor McGonagall? You're the one who just returned from time. Why don't you tell us? Scorpius immediately registers what they know. Scorpius, oh no, <laughs> oh bother. <laughs> Where is it? Albus. Just returned from where? Scorpius. I've lost it. I've lost the time turner. Albus. Looking at Scorpius, deeply annoyed. You've lost what? Harry. Time to cut the pretense, Albus. Professor McGonagall. 
I think you've got some explaining to do. There is a that was a long scene. Like that feels like a scene that they could have split up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how did you feel about Snape and his confession? Should we relay the message to Harry that Snape is so excited about his namesake? No. <laughs> because that is a fully formed Snape. Like, <laughs> maybe his years and continued um, service to the cause has made him soft. Yeah. I guess. No, I I hated it when I I was like, oh come on. Should we do the last? Let us not all forget that Snape is an asshole. <laughs> right, like through everything. That's our biggest takeaway. I feel like from our last read through of the series is that Snape is an asshole, <laughs> and like is happy to be so. Like, he's, nope, he's not changing and he does not care to change. Like, that's not how he redeems himself. No. That's because he doesn't care to be redeemed. Like, if he was, if he cared about a good reputation or whatever, he wouldn't be such a dick. But the thing is, he's a dick because he's just him. And like we said before, he, like, he he's not living to have, he's not living to live. He, he has one mission and he's going to get it done and grumble about it the whole way. Some things never change. All right, last scene. <clears throat> Act three, scene 10. Hogwarts headmistress's office. Draco, Ginny, and Harry stand behind a contrite looking Scorpius and Albus. Professor McGonagall is fuming. Do you, who do you want to be? Let's just, I think it's all the same characters as last scene. So let's just okay. keep it. So to be clear, you, il Professor McGonagall. So to be clear, you illegally jumped off the Hogwarts Express. You invaded and stole from the Minister of Magic. You took it upon yourself to change time. Whereupon you disappeared two people. Uh, Albus, I agree it doesn't sound good. Professor McGonagall. And your response to disappearing Hugo and Rose Granger Weasley was to go back in time again. And this time, instead of losing two people, you lost a huge number of people and killed your father. And in doing so, you resurrected the worst wizard the world has ever known and heralded in a new age of dark magic. You're correct, Mr. Potter. It doesn't sound good, does it? Are you aware how stupid you've been? Have a yes, biscuit, professor. What? I said, have a biscuit. <laughs> yes, professor. Scorpius. Albus hesitates a moment. He looks at Harry. Yes. Harry. Professor, if I may. You may not. When you choose to do as parents is your matter. But this is my school, and these are my students, and I will choose what punishment they will face. Draco. Seems fair. Harry looks at Ginny, who shakes her head. Professor McGonagall. I should expel you, but 
with a look to Harry. All things considered, I think it might be safer for you to remain in my care. You are in detention for, well, you consider yourself in detention for the rest of the year. Christmas is canceled for you. You can forget visiting Hogsmeade ever again. That's just the start. Suddenly Hermione bursts in, all action and resolve. What did I miss? It is considered polite to knock when entering a room, Hermione Granger. Maybe you missed that? Hermione realizes she's overstepped. Ah. If I could give a detention to you, minister, I would. Keep me out of a time, Turner, of all the stupid things. Hermione, in my defense. And in a bookcase? You kept it in a bookcase? It's almost laughable. Minerva. There's an intake of breath. Professor McGonagall. Your children didn't exist. Hermione has no reply to that. This happened in my school, under my watch. After all that Dumbledore did, I couldn't live with myself. I know. Composes herself for a moment. (sighs) Your intentions to save Cedric were honorable, if misguided. And it does sound as if you were brave, Scorpius, and you, Albus. But the lesson even your father sometimes failed to heed is that bravery does not forgive stupidity. Always think. Think what's possible. A world controlled by Voldemort is a horrific world. You are so young. She looks at Harry, Draco, Ginny, and Hermione. You're all so young. You have no idea how dark the wizarding world's got. You were reckless with the world some people, some very dear friends of mine and and yours, sacrificed a huge amount to to create and sustain. Albus, yes, Professor. Scorpius, yes, Professor. Go on, get out, the lot of you, and find me that time, Turner. Whew, McGonagall, not to be trifled with. Oh, I actually loved that McGonagall. He did a superb job reading her. And I think think they they needed a little McGonagall butt kicking, if you ask me. I was asking you, and you're absolutely correct. (laughs) Wow. What a time to be reading this play. (laughs) What a time. What a time indeed. Um, I think that was really fun. (laughs) I mean... I say we at least finish this act performing. Oh no, Molly, we can't go back. No. I'm in a much better mood. Like I am in a much better mood reading it. Like there's no way I can go back. I'm a little hoarse. Did I feel like Jim Dale? Yes. (laughs) You sounded like Jim Dale. Your voices were on par. I feel like I have to practice before next week. Um, I have to find a British Scorpius. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed it. Sincerely, please send your thoughts. <laughs> please send your thoughts. And I do apologize for all of our accents, but this is the only way that we can do it from now on. I truly can't imagine doing it another way. It's <laughs> the only way for you as a listener to digest it. Like, I don't, I feel like this, this is in your best interest. Right, because you did not need me getting on here with a bad attitude every time to record. Like, it was, like, making me so angry because I was just, like, 
writing angry comments with no release until we got on the podcast and then by the time we got on here I was stewing so like to be frank we should have charged you tickets for this event (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome a free show (laughs) um so please continue to absolutely adore this version of water watch uh next week stay magical charmed i'm sure mischief managed bum 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 bum